For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is Wednesday, May the 1st, 2019, and welcome to episode number 151 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, get set to talk about, of course, everything going on in the world of pop culture, whether, of course, movies, movies, music, sports. You name it, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we will discuss it here tonight. <clears throat> right now, uh, neither one of my co-hosts tonight, uh, the, Ice, the Iceman, Jared DiGiralmo, or the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, has yet arrived, but they'll hopefully they'll be coming in here momentarily. But, of course, as we always do here, folks, we'll be bringing, of course, everything uh, in the in pop, and everything, of course, in pop culture, of course, from our friends at 411mania.com. Well, like I said, we'll hear from the Iceman, get his box office report and so of course a sports up several sports updates as well plus also we'll get uh, thoughts and opinions from the human suplex machine john gross as well if you care to join us here ladies and gentlemen tonight for our episode 151 about south ropes please feel free to give us a call here 1605-562-0444 call id 141-387-POUND and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening on Outside the Ropes, like we said, number 151. Let's go ahead and see what we have on hand here from 411mania.com on this first day of May 2019. And of course, we do all, we do definitely thank, <clears throat> we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network to read their stories on all of our shows of course every single on, on, on every single show here during the week 
Of course, that is included in addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, Raw Radio, Revolution, Wolfpack, Power Hour, and all of our other shows as well. Uh, of course, a lot, of, a lot of the big time talk right now is obviously, of course, what happened this past weekend. Of course, with the, uh, with of course the release to theaters of, of course, the the, the next, possibly the last chapter of the Avengers uh, <clears throat> uh, cha- uh, universe, as of course Avengers Endgame, and we'll, of course we do some talking about it here, probably here in the next next few moments. But of course, here are some other stories here coming through our friends at 411 Mania here tonight. Uh, Joseph Lee brings us a first story here as uh, have an updated update on the story right here. Uh, as Hulu is ordering a new series, a uh, couple of new series based on characters of uh, Ghost Rider and Hellstrom. Let's see what we have on. Let's see what we have on the story right here. I use the courtesy of our friend Joseph Lee at 411 Mania. An update right here. Variety has confirmed that Gabriel Luna will play Robbie Rias in Hulu's Ghost Rider series. They add that this version of the character will not be connected to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline he previously appeared in. The original story, of course, Deadline reported that Marvel and Hulu have announced two new live-action shows for the streaming service that will debut in 2020. Which one of them is Ghost Rider, as we said, and the other one is called Hellstrom. Ghost Rider will follow the Robbie Rias incarnation of the character Reyes is consumed by hellfire and supernaturally bound to a demon. He lives on the Texas-Mexico border and sets the rider free to seek vengeance for the innocent, but he has trouble controlling his power. Ingrid Escajeda will be the showrunner and executive producer with Paul Zibowiski and Marvel's Jeff Loeb. It's unknown if this will be the same Robbie Reyes played by Gabriel Luna in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Of course, Ghost Rider was infamously brought to life by Nicolas Cage as well, who played Johnny Blaze in two films for Sony. Hellstrom follows <clears throat> Damien and Anna Hellstrom, the son and daughter of a serial killer. They have their own set of skills and a complicated dynamic as they track down the worst of humanity. It will be executive produced by showrunner Paul Zibowiecki and Jeff Loeb. It's similar to the comic character Damon Hellstrom, who was known as Hellstorm and the son of Satan. He made his debut in the Ghost Rider comics he got his own Son of Satan series. He has <clears throat> demonic powers that can travel back and forth from hell. He has a sister na- named Satana in the comics. Both, both join Hulu's growing slate of Marvel shows, including season three of Runaway, Runaways and the adult animated shows Modoc, Hit Monkey, Tigra and Dazzler Show, and Howard the Duck, as well as the special event The Offenders. So, so of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, we do. We of course, like I said, Marvel, of course, is is becoming a real huge impact here, of course, on the world of pop culture here, indeed. And we'll be definitely give you more stories about that coming up here and coming up here in the in the hopefully, like I said, in the uh, <clears throat> later days and months. Let's see what else what we have. Let's see what else we have on tap here for today. Uh, let's see here. Last stories, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coming up, as we said, we talked about Avengers Endgame that actually made a huge impact at the box office this past weekend. And I think saying the word huge, um, um, would be kind of an understatement right there. Um, 
let's see. Uh, 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 let's see here. Uh, there's a, here is one right here, ladies and gentlemen, that came out, of course, um, actually back on Monday. But I would do, I definitely feel, I feel that this story needs to be talked about. Of course, like it was mentioned, of course, on Raw Radio uh, earlier this week, as of course, as you had heard, uh, a man directed, uh, best known for directing films like Boys in the Hood, of course, had been in poor health for some time. But of course, the official report coming in from Jeremy Thomas on Monday, stating that John Singleton sadly has passed away. Uh, of course, I'm going to just read the story as it came out, of course, two days ago. John Singleton, the Oscar-nominated director of Best Known for Helm and Boys in the Hood, sadly has passed away at the age of 51. Deadline has confirmed that Singleton passed away on Monday after suffering a stroke earlier this month, earlier in April. His family made the decision earlier today to take him off of life support. We want to thank the amazing doctors in Cedar sinai Hospital for their expert care and kindness, and we again want to thank all of John's fans, friends, and colleagues for all the love and support they showed him during this difficult time, the family said in a statement. Of course, born and raised in Los Angeles, Singleton attended the USC School of Cinematic Arts and enrolled, and enrolled in the school's film writing program, Boys in the Hood, which was a game changer for cinema. It was released, of course, approximately a year after he graduated from USC in 1990. The film became an iconic entry of the era and helped launch the acting careers of Ice Cube and Morris Chestnut while propelling Cuba Gooding Jr. to stardom. Boys in the Hood earned Singleton Oscar nomination for both writing and directing, and gave him the youngest nominee ever at the time, who was he was 24 at the time when he was nominated, for directing and the first black person for and also first black person nominated. Singleton would go on to direct Poetic Justice in 1993, starring Janet Jackson and Tupac Shakur, and Higher Learning in 1995, starring Jennifer Connelly, Ice Cube, Omar Epps, Michael Rappaport, Christy Swanson and Lawrence Fishburne. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Uh, Rosewood, Shaft, Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious, Four Brothers, and Abduction would also follow. Singleton returned to television in recent years, directed an episode each of Empire and The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. He created and directed episodes of FX's crime drama Snowfall, which is set in 1983 Los Angeles around the first crack ep epidemic. Of course, on behalf of Core Eleven Mania, and also we, I would add also here in the WWS Radio Network, our condolences go out to the family, friends, and many fans of Mr. Singleton. His voice will truly be missed in cinema. I will definitely echo, like I said, I, I'll definitely echo that sentiment as well. Uh, a great man, uh, of course, a great visionary, and of course, like I said, may he, of course, now rest in peace. Uh, like I said, a very truly uh, artist in the world of movies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who broke, who definitely he and also in the set broke a lot of barriers. So, so, <clears throat> so. With that being said, our next story right here. Uh, this story came out yesterday. Uh, Jordan Huey, forgive me if I mispronounce that name, brought, brought this story out yesterday. Uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 could go into shooting next year, in the year 2020. Let's see what the story is. Let's see what this story is right here. 
Per the Hollywood Reporter, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is set to begin filming in 2020. This will be quite a surprise given that director James Gunn still has the Suicide Squad to deal with, which the report does not mention. Should that film go into production by the fall of this year, pre-production for Guardians could begin by early 2020, but it would make for a tight schedule. Gunn was announced to be returning to the director's chair just last month after his controversial ousting for the franchise following the resurfacing of old tweets containing jokes of rape and pedophilia. Given his involvement in the upcoming DC film and the nature of his departure, his return came as a bit of a shock, though many fans and the cast alike demanded it. Of course, we did hear, we did hear, of course, you know, if you remember, folks, uh, Batista, who played Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, really spoke really highly about, uh, about, uh, <clears throat> about his, about his return to, uh, to direct, to directing this movie. So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out here, folks. Um, and, and also, what we continue to wait, of course, like I said, for the Iceman and the Human Suplex Machine. Let's go ahead and bring you, of course, a couple of wrestling stories. Uh, uh, of course, as we always do, a little extra to get you prepared for, of course, wrestling debate and revolution coming up later tonight. Uh, Joseph Lee brings us this first wrestling story. Some various news right here. John Moxley trending on Twitter. Also, Goldberg tells fans to stay tuned, and Aleister Black delivers a new promo on SmackDown. Let's read what some of these stories are right here. John Moxley has been trending Twitter ever since he signed the video last night showing him breaking out of a jail, which apparently refer, references his exit from WWE. His contract expired yesterday, and the promo was posted just after midnight on May the 1st. Our support WWE announced his return as part of their upcoming show in Saudi Arabia. Goldberg posted a teaser online and told fans to simply stay tuned. He said on his Twitter handle, Goldberg95, uh hashtag who's next hashtag what's next and then pretty much says stay tuned and during last night's episode of smackdown after black had a promo about fear he also defeated junior mahal in the pre-show dark match so <clears throat> uh, let's see here we have some more trending stories right here. Joseph Lee brings us this story here as Kofi Kingston reacts to comments from superstar Billy Graham and also Jim Ross, pretty much saying, I welcome all criticism and opinion. Where we've heard superstar Billy Graham and Jim Ross talk mention Kofi Kingston in recent recent memory ever since he beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the WWE title. In an interview with Talk Sport, Kofi Kingston reacted to comments from both superstar Billy Graham and Jim Ross who recently had criticized his WWE title run. Graham urged Kingston to start taking steroids, while Ross ha had the less harmful advice of becoming a more serious champion. Here are some highlights. On the criticism from superstar Billy Graham and Jim Ross, Kofi pretty much said this. The New Day has been a new day because of what we have done. We can be entertained, but then we can get serious too. I think it's awesome that after all these years, guys like JR, guys like superstar Billy Graham can still be fans. Superstar Billy Graham is almost like super fan Billy Graham right now. Everyone has the right to have their opinion. You know what I'm saying? And that's great. They're not talking to me. They're talking about me, as they should because I'm the champ. So I welcome all criticism and opinions. I think it's great. For me personally, I'm going to continue to do what I do in the ring. I didn't need their help or advice getting to this point. And I certainly don't need it now to tell me how to be a champion. 
on his goals as champion, Kofi said this. <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is reinvent what the face of a champion looks like. I'm out there trying to represent the, for the people who question whether they become a champion or not. I want guys like Ali, guys like Gentleman Jack Gallagher, or guys like Buddy Murphy, just guys who are looking at the screen and wondering if they can become champions because they're too small or too this or too that or not serious enough. I want to be living proof for everybody out there, number one in the locker room, and then also for fans and people who have been told they can't do something in life. I want to be the guy that they can look to and believe that they can. So what I'm focused on, and, and that's what I'm doing this for, as far as the other guys that are critical go, their opinions don't affect me at all in the slightest. I have a bigger mission. It's a bigger picture type of thing for me. So, again, I welcome all of their criticism and feedback. And, again, guys like JR and other people are still fans of the product after all these years. On the Money in the Bank ladder match, Kofi says this. I think the most interesting and, for me, the most exciting person that I want to see win and what they're going to do in Money in the Bank ladder match is Ricochet. The things he had that he has done in the ring is just incredible to watch. He makes it look so easy. He's just an athlete, and he's been doing this for a very long time. You never want to blink when he is out there. So when he gets a ladder in there and with all those people in there, it's going to be something really special to watch. I feel like everybody in the match deserves to be there, and whoever wins will give me an even bigger target on my back. <sighs> Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings a story here. Apparently, we talk about Vince Russo all the time, and here he's back in the news again. Uh, Jeremy Thomas reports the story here as he's, Vince Russo says he tried to get hired by WCW after the NWO reveal, but, but says there, there would have been no attitude error. During his latest episode of Truth and Consequences, Vince Russo recalled his reaction to the NWO storyline, trying to get hired by WCW and more. Here are some highlights. On his reaction to the NWO's formation, Russo said this, I will always, always give Eric Bischoff credit where credit is due. Bringing in Scott Hall and bringing in Kevin Nash, WCW, and the way they did it was genius. I'm sure Kevin and Scott had a lot of input. I'm sure Eric, Eric had a lot of input. The way they did it was genius. So the tease was they were teasing a big hitter. So now there's all this anticipation. Bro, I was at Bruce Pritchard's house watching this. Pay-per-view, of course, talking about Bash at the Beach. And this is the time, bro, when Bruce and Cornette were riding television. I was like the third wheel, keeping my mouth shut, trying to learn. And I was literally at Bruce's house when Hogan came out. And Matt, I'll never forget, I did not say this to Bruce. <clears throat> I would not say this out loud, but my reaction was, we're effing dead. Like, we're so freaking dead. This is the coolest and hottest thing I've ever seen in wrestling in decades and decades and decades. Keep in mind, at the time, we're doing this pay-per-view. <clears throat> uh... Let's see. They were, at the time, we were doing T.L. Hopper, the goon, Freddie Joy Floyd, who, who, you know, it was all that stuff. I did not say that loud to Bruce because he was more or less the head writer of the show, but I was saying to myself, bro, we're like, like we are freaking dead. I'm trying to get hired by WCW, Vince Russo says this. That's when, bro, I was so soured on the WWE and then, then just being stuck in the bubble, the exact same place they're stuck with the exact same people. I wanted to work for WCW. I wanted to be a part of what they were doing. You know, through Kevin Nash and through Jeff Jericho, who were friends of mine. They put the word into Eric. That's when I had the conversation with Eric on how being hired for WCW would have changed wrestling. And, bro, I am telling you, if Eric Bischoff would have hired me at that time, the entire landscape of professional wrestling would have been different. 
There would have been no attitude error. Vincent Mann was not going to do the attitude error on his own because if there was going to be a rejuvenation in WWE, we'd be getting that same rejuvenation right now. We'd be getting it right now as the numbers go down on a weekly. There's there's nobody there to rejuvenate the company. There's nobody there to do it now. There was nobody to do it then. So if Eric actually would have hired me, there would not have been an attitude error. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt. So, and there's a clip, and there's and 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 that show, ladies and gentlemen, is on there if you want, if you wish to uh, listen to uh, um, <clears throat> listen listen to what Vince Russo had to say here on this uh, about the about this topic. So, uh, let's see what we have here. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, Okay, Jeffrey Harris brings us this next story here. Or if we talk about this man here, because this this guy really really is no uh, is no man. No, he's just a little bit of a dork, in my personal opinion. As I'm talking about Corey Graves, Corey Graves claims Jeffrey Harris brings this story here. It's Corey Graves claims story of affair with Carmella during split the Mex wife was not accurate. Let's see what this story is about. Corey Graves discussed his divorce and separation from his wife on Lillian Garcia's Chasing Glory podcast. As previously reported, Graves and his ex-wife, Amy Polinsky, had been going through a divorce when news of their split became public. Also, Polinsky later claimed that Graves had been having an affair with WWE superstar Carmella. Now, it seems things are more stable for Graves, and he discussed the topic on the show. Highlights from the piece right here, along with the audio from the podcast, are right here on this page. I'm going to take a listen. Corey Graves on spending more quality time with his kids. Corey says, there's definitely an element of truth to that. To your point about the kids, I think we would have both admit why we stayed together longer than we should have. It's because of the kids, because we don't want to throw that upside down. But my kids, especially my oldest, have told me, Dad, the time we get to spend with you now is more quality time then. They see me roughly the same amount between my busy schedule and you have to get creative once in a while. So still, and luckily, they've grown up with me being on the road. It's so it, so it's not really unfamiliar to them, but but now <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, this, but now I feel like when I've got my kids, I got to be like the best possible. It's got to be the best possible quality time. If I was doing something, we're going to go. We're going to go find a car or go to a movie. Whereas I was back living at that house. It was kind of like I wanted to lock myself away from everything. It was like, oh, hey, can you come watch TV with me? But I wasn't being a, as good of a dad as I should should have been because I was dealing with my own stuff. So I feel like my life is in much, a much different place. So, <clears throat> so I think that allows me to be a better father and dad for, for them than what I was before. Corey Graves on splitting up with his wife. He says this, oh, it was horrible. It sucked. Anyone that's been through, through will absolutely tell you it's not a fun time. People get angry. People get emotional. It's a really awful, awful thing. But in the end, things better for everybody involved. Even looking at it from a kid's perspective, that now they've gone, now they've got two happy parents in separate places, but they're both. I'm doing better on my own. I think she's doing great on her own. If she seems to be, that's the best case scenario, right? Just let it be. Just move on, move forward. <clears throat> Everyone's moving forward, and it's an interesting chapter of life. Corey Graves on how the story of his split got reported online. He says this, the story that was making the rounds online, it was not accurate. It was made out of anger and emotion. 
It wasn't what it looked like. It had, I had been out of the house living on my own for quite some time before that old situation hit. It was a sexy story that people went, oh, my God, let's talk about what a piece of crap this guy is. It was angry and emotional, and it's been apologized for on both ends. It's moved forward. So there you have it there, folks. Um, so I mean, I don't know. What anyone, I don't know if anyone will believe, will believe any of that, but I mean, like I said, everyone will take their, will take it with a grain of salt, as they say. Uh, <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas brings us this other trending story that came out yesterday. WWE reportedly adding two months to Dash Wilder's contract due to a previous injury. WWE is reportedly adding two months to Dash Wilder's contract due to the time he missed due to an injury a couple of years ago. According to Bodyslam.net's Caspi Haynes, the company, the company is adding time due to the broken jaw that Wilder suffered in April of 2017. Reports come as news arrived earlier today that the revival turned down a five-year, $500,000 per year contract from WWE. That move by the team is said to be why they were featured in a seminal on Monday Night Raw Monday night. <clears throat> When the Usos captured secret video of Wilder shaving Scott Dawson's back. New time means that if the report is correct, Wilder's contract will be up in June of 2020 and not April of 2020. So, so, that, so folks, there you have it right there. And I do see, I think now coming in on the line here, folks, and coming in, uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring him in here right now. Hopefully, we won't. He's, of course, like I said, the first uh, 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday right here on TalkShoot.com. The human surface machine, John Gross, is now joining us in here for outside the world from the 151. Uh, John, of course, so let's first off, let's say welcome to you, sir, uh, this evening. Da, 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 da. Apparently he likes <laughs> to do karaoke, so uh, not 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 too bad. Uh, just reading some stuff here. Uh, just reading some stuff here, John. While we wait for, of course, uh, for yourself and the Iceman to come in, I have not heard anything from the Iceman whether or not if he's going to still make it on or not. Uh, Unless he has said anything to you, no, I'm not sure. Uh, no, he's yeah. not. Okay, well, um, of course he could have been stuck on the toilet all day, so now I don't know. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, just reading a few little wrestling stories here. Of course, uh, tonight I already done some stuff here, some pop culture stuff. Uh, one story I will read back here that actually came out yesterday on Four Leather Mania. I will read it here today. Coming to us from Jeremy Thomas. Apparently, Killian Dane is reportedly heading back to NXT. Ooh. So let's see. Let's see what this story is about right here. Killian Dane is reportedly on his way back to NXT now that Sanity has split up. FW Online has confirmed that Dane is moving back to the NXT brand after Eric Young went to Raw and Superstar Shakeup. And Alexander Wolf headed to NXT. Dane is married to Nikki Cross, who was moved up to Raw like Eric Young. She has yet to appear on Raw since the Superstar Shakeup. NXT set the tape, of course, tonight at Full Sail University, but there's no word whether Dane will make his return at those tapings. Uh, 
Any thoughts there, John, about why you think they might move him? Why why you think they moved him back to uh, NXT? It's because of sanity. Breaking out. That's kind of pity there. Uh, uh, but uh, and I see I see John is actually checking out uh, checking out somebody uh, at the cash register. Yeah. Uh, no, they're at break. Uh, no, they're well, they're at, they're just ads popping onto my phone. Uh, but it sounds like a cash register. Uh, some someone's. Hmm. Well, here here's an interesting one here. Let me get get let's get your take on this here. Currently, right back okay. back in the news right. Right back's back in the news right here. He's got this interesting story here. Uh, Jeffrey Harris brings it here to us today. as Ryback claims that WWE has superstars sign over Twitter passwords to monitor talent on social media. Well, okay. Now yeah. listen to this. Former WWE superstar Ryback responded to something that was revealed recently on PW Insider Elite Audio. According to PW Insider, WWE has the right to control superstar Twitter accounts also, when new talent sign a contract, they are told to give their passwords and log in information over to people in the WWE Digital Media Department and not to give that information to anyone else. It stated that WWE wants access to the accounts in order to push storylines and various social media campaigns. Ryback claims that the rumor is true. However, he said that WWE does this as an excuse to monitor talent's social media activity. He stated, yes, this is correct. I chose not to to sign it after they corralled all talent into a room and told everyone to sign in and turn it in. They attempted to try and quarter me several times that day. It's not to post storylines. That's a cover, and they can monitor the talent. He also added, eventually everyone will realize everything I said from day one is 100% true. It's not a good environment, and they've gotten away with murder since at, Mr. at Vince McMahon took over. Times are changing and changing fast enough. We all know how the warden goes out in Shawshank. Of course, Shawshank Redemption, of course. Later, when the fans suggested that WWE uh, uh, has the right to make up a social media account for a superstar or name that they have trademarked, Ryback responded, no, it is not their right. Do you think at Schwarzenegger or at The Rock signs over their social media whenever, whenever taking on a role? Also, since they are independent contractors, why should they be forced to sign anything over, especially when, when, when created with they created it before they came there. Of course, of course, the tweets, of course, are being said on this page as well. Um, this we were saying uh, fans are asking right back this uh, question here. Um, well, how do you? I mean, how do you feel about that, John? I mean, do you, do you think what uh, right back is saying about that is true? I mean, do you, I mean, I mean, do they use that to? Do they use that obviously to? Uh, Come up with uh, storylines for uh, for for, uh, uh, for, for the- I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just interesting though how they just it's just interesting this latest uh, accusation that, that that's being made. Of course, um, uh, very 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 interesting here. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, 
A privacy. Yeah. But, uh, but, 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 but let's see here. Uh, hmm, let's see. Uh, here's, here's another interesting one right here. And I do see, before I read that, I got to, uh, I got to mention, I got to bring this gentleman in. Of course, he is, of course, two, 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. And also, of course, uh, another part of the broadcast team for Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, of course, I think he had to, it took him a little time to probably get his uh, to get his thong on, like, like we, we saw like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and but I think yeah, I think he's got all straight now. But ladies and gentlemen, I bring you, of course, the Ice Man himself, JD Jerky Geronimo. JD. Good to be here. Thank you very much, sir. I uh, just read a couple of quick stories here. Of course, this uh, going to a couple of wrestling wrestling related stories here. Uh, but of course, but as soon as I read this one, JD, I gotta get your opinion about one I just got through reading to John. I gotta get your take on this. But first, Jeffers brings us this story out today, as Booker T apparently sends a message to Leo Rush, telling him, "Get your game right." During a recent edition of his podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T addressed reports that Leo Rush has backstage heat in WWE. Booker T advised Leo Rush to get his game right like the Houston Rockets. Below are some highlights and also a video of Booker T addressing the topic. It's on this page. Booker T on how he never got heat in his career. Booker T says this. I, I've never got heat throughout my whole wrestling career, my whole 20-plus year tenure as a performer in Marine. I never got heat. I never kissed up to anyone. But I never got heat. I worked with the best of them, worked with the edges of the world, Stone Cold Steve Austin's and the Jericho's of the world. I worked with all of them, the Undertakers. I worked with all of them, and I never got heat to the point where someone was saying, we might need to do something about this guy. Yeah, I never gotten that right. I never gotten that right there because it was never about me. It was always about the team. Sometimes if you got to play the game, you play the game. You just got to know how to play the game. It's real. It's real as it can. As real as, as It's real as it, as, as it can possibly get. Booker T on Leo Rush, he says this. And a guy like this, of course, talking about Leo Rush, has been in a good position working with Bobby Lashley. It seems that he would be on top of the world in that position working on the pay-per-view and whatnot. But sometimes, I don't know, you can start believing in your own press clippings. Sometimes you can start thinking, hey, man, this is not a job. One thing about this WWE thing, you can call it what you want, but this is their stuff, man. It's their show. You learn how to work inside <clears throat> inside, inside the I wouldn't even call them the rules or anything like that. If you learn how to work inside the game and know how to get in and stay in the game, at the end of the day, man, you make a lot of money. You take care of your family. I just don't know when people stop thinking about the end game is and start thinking about. Booker T on how Leo Rush needs to get his game right. Booker T says this. I remember back in WCW, man, and this is the truth. So many of those WCW guys, that a lot, a lot of these guys that they watched on television, a lot of those guys thought they were really, really big stars until the doors closed. And then they had to find work somewhere. A lot of those guys never worked in a major company ever again. You know why? It wasn't about them. That's why there's so many, there are so many guys looking to take that spot and you that you have, not that you can't go somewhere, not that you can go somewhere else and make money. That's not what it's about. That's not what I'm talking about right here. I'm talking about if you're in a position to make as much money as you can, you have the opportunity to make as much money as you can. If you're not doing that, that's another story. If you're not happy, that's another story. But if you're in, the, if you're in that position to do that, and you're worried about what someone else is doing, it just confuses me. 
I hope the brother, of course, talking about Leo Rush again, can get the heat off of him because he's very talented. He's a great talker as well as a great worker. I mean, cruiserweights, man. There's money there for there's money there for this guy to be making for a long time, and hopefully the heat can melt away and Leo Rush can get back in the game because right now he's sitting on the sidelines. Leo, get your game right, man. Just like the Rockets, get your game tight. First off, JD, you got that, and John, I'll ask you both this. Is Booker T really telling him, telling Leo Rush the truth, your opinion? Well, let me just say, I think Leo Rush ought to get out of wrestling while he can. He just continues to embarrass himself time after time after time after time. I mean, if he thinks he's going to have a future in wrestling, Howard, then yeah, he better get his shit together. But I'll tell you right now, it doesn't seem like he's going to have his shit together anytime soon. And he's going to continue to make himself look like a complete and utter joke. Uh, can he get it together? Will he get it together? That's the bigger question. I agree with that. Uh, John, your take on this? I mean, can the Air Rush get this monkey off his back? And, you know, like what Booker just said, can he get the game right? I mean, your personal thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Okay, all right. And, J.D., one quick thing I wanted to mention here the story I just now read. Apparently, Ryback was confirming a, a story about something that went on in WWE here. I want to get your take on this. Apparently, WWE, of course, they say because of the purpose of using storylines later on, that apparently superstars were, were, were asked to sign over their Twitter uh, passwords. Yeah, I heard, I heard that uh, earlier today. Yeah, no I think, I mean, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I mean, you think about it, however, and surprisingly, however, I'm hearing this too, however, that the number of Ms. and Mrs. dropped to 840,000 viewers down from 940,000 from last week. It fell below 1 million viewers for the first time in the show's history last week and lost another 100,000 viewers this week. Uh, let me just say, as far as that goes, before I get into the Twitter thing, I mean, this has been on for almost two years now. Are they going to finally pull it off the air after this year, after just a couple of years, because they're just continuing to draw power? I mean, like we said, they went down to 940 last week. They lost 100,000 people this week, however. Who knows how many they're going to lose next week, however. I mean, right now, USA is just trying anything they can on Tuesday nights to keep their audience interested, whether it be the Grizzly Experience, however, or, uh, like I said, the Grizzly Experience, however, or Raw, uh, old uh, shows, however, that in reruns like uh, NCIS, however, and uh, of course uh, Modern Family and other shows. But yeah, this was a surprise that they dropped 100,000 people this past week. I mean, I did not have a chance to catch this show episode yet, but I am a little surprised that it went down to 840,000 this week. Now, as far as what you were saying about uh, Ryback, Howard, and the Twitter thing, Howard, I mean, I think it's time WWE steps up, Howard, and tells their talent to just stay away from social media. I mean, it seems like social media can be a good thing or a bad thing for certain people. We've seen that happen many times over the years with certain people. I mean, how much more do they want to do, however, after what happened this past week? And I mentioned it to you earlier today, guys, for both of you. I mean, look what Raw ratings were this week. They go from a 1.7 last week, however, to a 1.55 this week, however, in Lexington. 1.55, that is a new holiday non-low for its third hour, considering they did only 1.9 million viewers. 
Last year at this time, they did 2.15 with 3 million viewers. Then you look at SmackDown's viewership this week, however. They fell below 2 million last night. They did a 1.833, down from 2.07 last week. Considering last year at this time, however, mind you, however, they did 2.43 million viewers. But the thing is, though, however, you look at what happened last night. They were going up against the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the NBA and NHL postseason, however. I mean, that just tells you right there that, once again this week, television was bad on both fronts. But Raw, again, going to a new low, especially in late April, early May. This is usually when they do a tough time in the middle of December or late December, early part of the new year. I mean, this is really alarming. What are they going to do next week when they go to Cincinnati this coming week? What are they going to do next Tuesday in Louisville? And then in two weeks with the go-home show in the U.K. on a tape delay, what are they going to do then? Are they going to drop well below one, like a 0.9 or a 0.7? I mean, they're going to drop down from a 1.5 this past week to maybe 1.3 coming up on Monday in Cincinnati. They're going to go back up a little this next week. We'll have to wait and see, but they just continue to drop more and more. And like we said, the SmackDown ratings were, I mean, we don't, haven't had the official number for SmackDown rating yet, but the viewership was down again this past week, however. And you look at what happened, however, as far as what happened with the whole Miz show last night. Last night, was, this past week, was a very rough week for WWE television. I would agree 100% there. Uh, <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get JD in here. Let's go ahead and let him get his. Uh, I'm sure he's got a lot to talk about here in terms of our box office support, especially one movie in particular. We all know what that is. And also, of course, any uh, any all sports updates we have, of course, on the horizon as well. JD, go ahead and take your away, please. Well, tonight on Viceland, folks, Howard, the fourth episode of the show, Howard, will air, Howard, at 9 p.m. and talk about, Howard, the Von Erich family. There's still a couple more ones to go, including, however, the story of the handsome half-breed, Gino Hernandez, and also the story of the fabulous Moolah. The last few weeks, however, they've had specials on the Montreal Screwjob. Randy Macho Man says, ooh, yeah, and Miss Elizabeth, the first lady of wrestling, however. And, of course, last week, of course, the life and times of uh, Frank Goodrich, better known to you all as Bruiser Brody, which was quite graphic. This week, however, like we said, how they'll focus on the Von Erich family coming up tonight. And you can bet it's going to be a very interesting uh, thing to check out. And, again, it gets underway at 9 p.m. on Viceland. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, meanwhile, however, it is going to be a busy night on the ice, as you would expect, Howard, and it all gets underway, Howard, right now. The New York Islanders, Howard, and the Carolina Hurricanes are starting Game 3 of their Eastern Conference second round at the PNC Arena, Howard, in Raleigh, and early on, Howard, it is nothing-nothing in that one, with the Hurricanes up two games to none. Meanwhile, later tonight, however, the St. Louis Blues, however, hope to take a 3-1 lead against the Dallas Stars, however, and put the Stars in a hole. Tomorrow night, the Columbus Blue Jackets hope to also go up 3-1 against the Boston Bruins, while the San Jose Sharks, however, meanwhile, however, hope to take a 3-1 lead on the Colorado Avalanche. The reason why is San Jose, of course, won the other night 4-2, however, last night, however, in that series, however, and of course, we know what's going on there. In the NBA playoffs, meanwhile, things are getting heated up on the basketball scene as well, however, and we'll tell you what's going on as far as that goes, however. Uh, first off, the Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets, however, resumed their series tonight, however, at 9 o'clock, however, while last night, however, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Celtics 123-102. And despite the fact he got injured in the first quarter and was 
could barely see out of his eye. James Harden scored 29 points and had 7 rebounds. Unfortunately, the Warriors continue to do pretty well, however, and are now up 2-0 in that series against the Rockets, however, heading back to Houston. Of course, the series of Milwaukee and Boston is tied at 1, meanwhile. Now, as far as the Denver series goes, as we said, Denver is leading 1-0 in that series, however, and that series will be played tonight at 9 p.m. in Denver. Tomorrow, meanwhile, in Philadelphia, Toronto and Philadelphia will resume their series, as that series is also tied at 1. Monday night, of course, Philadelphia, of course, beat Toronto 94-89, Howard, to tie up the series. And the Nuggets jumped out to an early series lead against the Trailblazers, 121-113 in that one. Meanwhile, Howard, as we said, Howard, we have quite an interesting week at the box office, however, mind you. We'll tell you about it here in just a second. Uh, give me a minute here, folks. Uh, we're going to tell you, of course... Um, uh, da, 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 da. Hold on a second. Sorry about that, folks. I'm just trying to get as much done as I can here. Okay, here we go. As Chad said, folks, Howard, it was quite a week at the box office. Shazam, of course, Howard, has broken over the 100 million mark in just a month's time, Howard, and took it another 5.5 million this weekend, and has made 131.2 million, however. This week it fell three spots from second to fifth. Breakview, meanwhile, through, however, finished. Fourth, however, however, dropping a spot, however, and in two weeks' time, has made 26.6 million. However, this past week, it took another 6.8 million. Meanwhile, last week's number one movie, The Curse of La Lorna, however, on a budget of nine million, however, fell to third with eight million dollars in just its second week. On a budget of nine million, has already made 41.8, almost 42 million, in just two weeks' time. But the big winners, however, could be the superhero movies of Cap of uh, DC Comics. Captain Marvel jumped up two more spots from last week, however, from fourth to second, if you will, and of course took in another $8.3 million, and in just two months' time now has grossed in $414 million. But the big winner, however, was the Avengers, however. On a budget that has not been listed, however, it made $357.1 million and $1.5 billion worldwide this past weekend. The question is, however, after this weekend, will the Avengers, however, get to $500 million in just only a few weeks' time? From what we've heard, however, it's a very good possibility, however, considering the fact that they've been shown at 24 hours a day nonstop in the Far East, however, places like China, Japan, Korea, Thailand, and other places, however, if you will, have continuously shown the movie apparently for the past week on a 24-hour cycle in most of their movie theaters. Now, new movies out this week include the following. Ugly Doll, starring Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, and of course Blake Shelton. An animated feature in which the free spirit ugly dolls confront what it means to be different, struggle with the desire to be loved, and ultimately discover who you truly are is what matters most in this cute fantasy comedy. The Intruder, starring Megan Good, better known to you all as uh, who was in Anchorman 2, however, with Will Ferrell, stars with Michael Ely and Dennis Quaid. A young married couple buy a beautiful house on several acres of land, only to find out that the man they bought it from, referring to Dennis Quaid, refuses to let go of the property, sort of like Lakeview Terrace, if you ever, back in the day, with Samuel L. Jackson, of course, and Kerry Washington, as this thriller could scare up audiences around. Meanwhile, however, also out this week, however, is Boulder, in a mythical account of the life of Buddy Bolden, the first cornet king of New Orleans, starring Eric LeRae, Harvey, Ian McShane, Michael Rooker, and Gary Carr. Meanwhile, however, one of the movies that does look funny, however, stars Charlize Theron, Seth Rogen, and O'Shea Jackson, better known to you all as Ice Cube in the movie, Straight Outta Compton, it is entitled Longshot. When Fred F F F 
Florsky reunites with his first crush, one of the most influential women in the world, Charlotte Field, played by Theron. He charms her. As she prepares to make a run for the presidency here, Charlotte hires Fred as her speech writer, and sparks begin to fly. Sort of like a comedy of like uh, the one that was back in the day with John Travolta, Larry Hagman, and Emma... What was her name? Emma. She was in... Emma Thompson, that's it, I can remember. And that was Primary Colors, sort of like a Primary Colors remake. As this comedy could uh, give audiences something to laugh at, and they're saying already this is one of the funnier comedies of the early part of 2019. And, of course, we will talk more in the debate tonight about the bigger stories, how about two particular former wrestlers who are thinking about coming back to wrestling. Who are they, and what are they going to be, when are they going to be showing up? We'll let you know at the 8 o'clock hour. Thank you very much there, J.D. Uh, and, of course, John, thank you for your thoughts and opinions as well there, sir. Uh, let's give you the number one more time. Yeah. Folks, one 605 This is episode of 451 of WCW Dress Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, the 1st of May, 2019. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, now the Ice Manager, D. Gromo, and Community Super Machine, John Brooks. Also along here with you here tonight. As J.D. did mention, of course, don't forget coming up here in about uh, 40 minutes. Don't forget WWS Wrestling Debate coming up, 139 Of course, a lot on the table will be a lot on the table here tonight, including, of course, uh, more thoughts on the people on Raw and SmackDown. Of course, Money in the Bank coming up on the horizon, AEW coming up on the horizon. And other st- other wrestling stories making the rounds, including some of the stories that just kind of read and brought to the table as well. They'll be talking about it, of course, coming up here tonight, uh, 139-925. And, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 o'clock, we will definitely have our next edition of WWS Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> of course, our live video feed will be, of course, from ROH US Honor of the Ring. We were supposed to have it there last Wednesday, but due to a technical glitch, Unfortunately, we were unable to bring it there to bring it there to you then. So we will uh, we will definitely be bringing it to you from there here tonight. Uh, news and views, history and birthdays, our thoughts and opinions on what took place last night on SmackDown, and some other fun stuff, of course, including possibly some more fancy matchups. Also, of course, uh, possibly some fan, family feud stuff and other other stuff there indeed. Be sure to join us there from nine to eleven, one three eight zero five five pound for the next edition of Revolution. Uh, let's see here. Um, well, um, guys, while we're, um, like I said, while we're, uh, of course, um, we got about 10 minutes left to go here before the end of the show here. Uh, how about we do a quick, um, a quick, uh, feud survey, if y'all don't, if, if y'all would. Yeah. Uh, okay. Both y'all. Are y'all okay with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. JD, you up for it? Yeah. I think JD said yeah. Yeah. Okay. You did? Okay. I, I, I didn't hear him say okay. All right. Here we go here, guys. Uh, let's, uh, six answers on the board here, guys. Listen very carefully. Name an animal that likes to stick out his tongue. I know, J.D., I'm not talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll repeat the question. Name an animal that likes to stick out his tongue. Six answers on the board, J.D. Dog. Number one, dog. Forty people said dog. 
John, five more answers left to go. Name an animal that likes to stick out its tongue. Cat. Cat didn't make the board. Shockingly enough. Uh, JD, five more answers left to go. Name an animal. Okay. Dog, no cat. Uh, what about bird? Uh, bird is not on the board. Bird is not on the board in, uh, at all. But JD, here's a bird for you. Not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, John, still five answers left. Name an animal that likes to stick out its tongue. A frog. Number five is frog. Five people said frog. Not bad there, John. All right, uh, JD. So far, dog and frog have been said. Name an animal that likes to come. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, a gorilla. Uh, well, I'll give it to you. It's close, close enough. Number six, monkey. Five people said monkey. No, and I want to spank the monkey. You've heard that song "Shock the Monkey." Uh, this would be kind of this would be kind of interesting if you're going to be get it on in bed. Spank my monkey. Uh, <laughs> John, uh, three more answers left. And an animal that likes to stick out its tongue. So far, dog, frog, uh, and. Um, let's see. A rabbit. Another, another, another good answer. Like the Cadbury Bunny goes. Bark, 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 bark. That didn't make the board, unfortunately. Shockingly, again, another shocker. Uh, JD, three more answers left to go. Then that Brian. Uh, that didn't make the board either. But another good guess. Uh, Elephant. Another good answer. Not there either. J JD, keep going back and forth. Here. Three more to go. And then what I like to stick up. My balls. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say it will be. Hmm. Let me think. Uh, bird. No bird, no rabbit. Uh, no cat. I have no clue. Uh, John, you want to take another shot? Monkey. Uh, That's what I said. J JD said, JD technically said monkey. He said gorilla and all that, but that was close enough. Uh, okay. But, uh, uh, JD said he gives up. You want to take another? Uh, you can take another try. Horse? Um, horse? Another horse? That rhymes with horse? Horse. No. horse. Uh, that's, that, that's a good answer. That didn't make the board either. Uh, John, you want to try again? No, I think I'm good. And okay, I'm well, y'all. Well, I know y'all are good. I'm just asking if y'all want to try again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, name an animal like to stick out your tongue. Good answers all around there, guys. You did get number one, dog, number five, frog, number six, monkey. Number two, snake. 20 people said snake. Uh, number three, a lizard or iguana. Nine people said that. Yeah. And number four, with eight people saying it, an anteater. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we got time to do one more. Y'all want to? I want to try it. Let's go for it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. <clears throat> okay. Here, guys. Uh, six answers again on the board. Uh, let's bring you this right here. Uh, name something people do when they're happy. 
And no, JD, it's not having sex. It's not on there. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of that, though. No. Whoa! I, I, well, well, I don't make any guy happy. But, but anyway, name something people do when they're happy. Sit dancing on the board, JD. <laughs> <God. laughs> Dance. Um, let's see. That's a good answer. That didn't surprise me. That didn't make the board. Um, John, six answers. Name some people do when they're happy. Sing. You said, did you say, repeat that again? I'm sorry. Sing. Number three is sing. 13 people said sing. Good, John. All right, JD, five more to go. Name some people do when they're happy. They, uh, scream, yell. Uh... Believe it, believe it or not, uh, uh, JD, that was the bonus answer. Scream or yell. That's the bonus answer. That wasn't on my official board, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm telling you. This, so, uh, but so officially, the only one said so far is seen. That's on here. Uh, John, still five answers left, and some people do when they're happy. Shop. Did you say shop? Yeah. That's another good answer. That didn't make the board either. JD? Uh, let's see. They uh, find a way to... Oh, I don't something, know. something they do when they're happy. Hum. They, did, you, did you say hum? Yeah. Uh, that might be the same thing as seeing there. <laughs> I have no clue. John, do you want to take another shot? Um. Um. Don't know. Well, like I said, good effort though. I mean, that's, that this was a tough one. I will admit that. Uh, you did get number three. Seeing thirteen people said that, and then JD did say the bonus answer. Scream or yell. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you what the other answers are. Maybe some people do when they're happy. Uh, number six, three people said they jump up and down. Number five, three people said this, they cry. Oh, yeah. Number four, four people actually said it, they whistle. Whistle while you were. Okay. Number two, the first two, no disrespect intended to both of you guys, the first two I would have thought you would have said out of one of these. Number two, number two, 14 people said they laughed. And number one, 48 people said this, they also smiled. So, so, but that's okay. But that's, that's a, uh, but that, 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 that is, I will admit that is kind of a tough one there indeed. But we'll try the other side of that one here, of course, of course, on Revolution here coming up at 9 o'clock. Gentlemen, anything you wish to add before we close up shop for the evening? No, nope. sir. Okay. Uh, JD, anything you wish to add? Nope. Okay. 
On that note, All right. okay, uh, John, we'll talk at you. And on that note, I'm out here too. All right, we'll talk at you on debate and revolutions. Thank you, of course, Human Supplies Machine John Gross for joining us. Of course, this <clears throat> of course this has been at Outside of the Reps episode 151. I do want to thank the Iceman, Jared Geronimo, and the Human Supplies Machine John Gross for joining me here tonight. Of course, don't forget, coming up here, like I said, in about 30 minutes, uh, be WWS Wrestling Debate, 139-925 pound. And then at 9 o'clock, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our next episode of WWS Revolution, where we will, of course, talk about our news reviews, history, and birthdays, and also, of course, our thoughts and opinions on what took place last night on SmackDown, plus some other wrestling stories making the rounds, and also some wrestling extras coming your way here as well. Hopefully, we'll have some more folks pop on here tonight. But we'll look forward to hearing from them, everybody as well. One three eight zero five five pound for Revolution here. Our live video feed, by the way, is, will be from our Ring of Honor tribute group, ROH US Honor of the Ring. Outside the Ropes, episode one fifty one is a broadcast on the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. And or pop culture connection as well. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you on the red carpet. And as always, here in, in the WWS radio network, right here on talkshoe.com. God bless everyone. And we'll talk at you at 8 o'clock on debate and 9 o'clock on revolution. For everything here at wrestling and pop, pop culture, this is, of course, the WCWS radio network. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk at you soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.